Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Our message this morning is Choose Joy. The text, Philippians 4, 1 through 5. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord. In this way, dear friends, I plead with you, Odia, and I plead with Syntyche, that they should be the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Euodia and Syntyche were at it again. They were good women. They loved the Lord, had been in the church for a long time, but always ended up bumping heads over something. Plans, meetings, services, events. Now there is a disagreement over the healing service. Disunity in the body has serious consequences. Paul, in his letter to the church, asks other leaders to help both women find common ground. And then he quickly turns to the dominant theme of this letter to the Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord always. Let me say that again, rejoice. It is as if he's reminding church leaders, don't let this problem or any problem steal your joy. I suggest this morning there's another way to read this text. When you find yourself in this type of situation, one of the first things you can do to move through the conflict, to deal with the disaster, to turn the misdirection around, is to rejoice in the Lord. Joy is a viable option in handling problems. It should be the first option. No matter what you face or what you're going through, choose joy. This letter is a good reminder anytime because we all have so many misconceptions about what brings us joy. The culture makes us believe we can find joy in things, in money, in purchases. But Paul, you have to remember, Paul had a different level of joy. Paul wrote this letter as a prisoner a state in which he had languished for more than two years. He was facing his inevitable death. Clearly, there was nothing joyful about Paul's situation. But this experience has given him the opportunity to focus on his faith and his trust in Christ. Paul concluded that his imprisonment was promoting the gospel. That's what he said in the 13th and 14th chapters of 1 Philippians. It has become known to the whole imperial guard and all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And because of it, others are more bold to speak the word. And that's why Paul rejoices. And he adds, I will rejoice. In other words, I'm going to keep this attitude. I'm going to maintain this mindset. I have made my choice. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. According to Paul, this joy is the way Christians ought to live. It's a requirement. It's easy to rejoice in good times. Paul says you need to rejoice in God in bad times. No matter what the situation, whether you're working on solving a conflict or building unity or growing spiritually, 
Your bigger aim, the greater intention, the ultimate goal is to rejoice in God, to thank God, to worship God, to express pleasure in God. Rejoice in the Lord always. Joy, then, is complete pleasure and satisfaction in Jesus. When you connect joy to anything less than God, you're, you're really looking for joy for the sake of joy. The problem lies in the fact that we live in times where everybody wants to feel good. We eat food because it gives us comfort. We buy tapes to help us build our self-esteem. We get all caught up in the material things because we think they will satisfy this, this hole, this longing that's deep down within our souls. We get confused and start seeking joy for the sake of joy. Most of the world does not know what it really longs for. That's why there needs to be spiritual distinction between joy and happiness. You know, I try not to use the word happiness in the pulpit because happiness, that's circumstantial. That's fleeting. Candy, cake, sugar, that makes me very happy. But those are all external sources. Joy, however, is internally sourced. It is a posture of the heart. The Greek root for joy is kara. You've heard that term before. It is connected to, to charis, charity, goodwill, grace. Joy is a gift of God, the ultimate manifestation of our experience in Christ, a divine mandate. It's a choice. You choose joy because you choose Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 8 through 9, although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. Don't ever try to separate joy from Jesus. Choose joy, choose Jesus. This is God's mandate to us. Rejoice in the Lord is a command. Deuteronomy 28, 47, 48, Because you did not serve the Lord with joyfulness and gladness of heart, you shall serve your enemies. Sounds to me, if you seek joy from something less than God, it could be a sin. God is serious about this notion of joy. It is part and parcel of our relationship, a full relationship with Jesus. Jesus preached the gospel so that his joy might remain in us and our joy would be complete. Jesus' joy was tied to his obedience to God. He delighted in doing the will of God. This joy is the same joy available to us. It is a mandate tied to our obedience, but here is a paradox. It's a mandate, but it's a choice. That's why Paul turns our attention to joy in suffering. The best way to understand the notion of choosing joy is to look at the joy in suffering. Because nobody wants to suffer. Paul didn't want to suffer. He didn't decide, oh, I'm going to go out and just suffer. But most of his life as a Christian was involved in suffering because he had to make choices. He was shipwrecked, stoned, beaten, left for dead. But Paul said he rejoiced in suffering in Romans chapter 5. He was very pragmatic in his explanation of the value of suffering in that text. Paul told us that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character hope. Remember, now this is not just hope in the world, this is hope in God, not aimless, uncertain hope, but certainty in the promises of God. So if you choose joy while you suffer, the reward is this development of divine hope. But let's break this down even further, because there's one specific 
term here that helps us understand the importance of choosing joy in the Lord. That's the term perseverance. The Greek definitions of persevere is patience and steadfastness under pressure. I remember when I worked in Sudan, and I I worked there with Reverend Gloria White Hammond for some 11 years, and I remember attending worship services with members of the Dinka tribe. You see, the Dinkas in South Sudan were Christians, and these were poor people who lived day to day in a war zone. So they were always up against something incredible and horrible. But they sang a chant at this particular worship service one Sunday in the bush, and it was called Rejoice. It had a very African chant to it. There were drums, and it was over and over again. They just said, Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. It was primitive. It was beautiful. And I wondered, how can these people be so joyful? That morning before we went to church, we we saw families who were suffering so much, who had so little to eat and barely had clothes on their backs. When you are in conditions of deprivation and chaos, always subject to attack, you realize how little control you have. You see, the South Sudanese were very clear about their dependence on God. They knew they had no control in the world. We think we have control in the Western world. That's why we think we can manufacture happiness. It's during these times of suffering, when things are not in your control, that you get a clearer sense of the sovereignty of God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And that will affect your character. When you realize you're not in control, you'll be humbled. Suffering comes in a number of ways. There are those soul-wrenching, deep afflictions like that that the South Sudanese went through. And then there are those momentary, temporary inconveniences that we go through here. But you don't have to panic. You can persevere either way and be steadfast because of your relationship with Christ. The choice of joy pulls you to the future. You are hopeful for the joy ahead. That's what Christ did on the cross. He was hopeful for the joy set before him. Choose joy. In God's divine purpose, the joy is already in place. And Jesus knew that his purpose was beyond the humiliation and mockery of the cross. The eyes of his heart were on glory. Weeping may endure in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Choose joy. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. And we are thrilled to extend this special invitation to join us for our fall revival when we proclaim These Bones Shall Live, October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, starting at 7 p.m. at Roxbury Presbyterian Church.